0: Welcome to The Slow Way, a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. I'm Micah Boyette, and I'm a recovering frantic one, learning the goodness of rest, prayer, and the miracle of going slow in a world that tells us our worth is found only in our speed, success, or power. In the story we tell ourselves, life feels outside of us. Something we're desperately chasing. But in the quiet, I think we know it's real. But the true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. I'm grateful you're here making space to be reminded. This is episode 57 on extravagant generosity. Let's go the soul way. Ace and I have been loading ourselves in the car every morning at 725 this summer and driving 35 minutes to and from a therapeutic treatment that I'm still not quite sure how to describe. I won't try to here. What I will say is that it's an alternative treatment not covered by insurance, and it's not something easy to find or do. It's a six-week commitment, five days a week, 35 minutes there and 35 minutes back, and it just might make a difference in his ability to communicate and engage with the world around him. Also, it might not. Choosing to take that kind of risk has been emotional for me. Something I've been praying about, practicing holding with open hands, sometimes crying about. And the closest I can get to my answer about my choice to take this risk, to pull out the cash, to give away every morning of our summer, to spend hours driving up and down the same highway, listening to the same five Sesame Street songs Ace loves every day, five days a week for six weeks, is this, extravagance. There's something about loving a child that makes us do extravagant things, tossing opportunities everywhere we can sling them in hopes that something might stick, might grow. This past Sunday, we read what the church has traditionally referred to as the parable of the sower, a story in which Jesus compares God to a farmer who throws seed in a wildly inconsistent way. The sower throws seed on the rocky path, on thorns, and on good soil. Some of those seeds take. Others get choked by the thorns, eaten by the birds. When preaching on this passage, Barbara Brown Taylor spoke about the worries she has always felt when attempting to make sense of the story in Matthew 13. As if it is a mandate to clean up her thorns, remove the rocks, turn herself into a well-fertilized field, ready for the work of God. But instead, she says, quote, It has been known for centuries as the parable of the sower, which means there is a chance, just a chance, that we have got it all backwards. We hear the story and think it is a story about us. But what if we are wrong? What if it is not about us at all, but about the sower? What if it is not... About our own successes and failures and birds and rocks and thorns, but about the extravagance of a sower who does not seem to be phased by such concerns, who flings seed everywhere, wastes it with holy abandon, who feeds the birds, whistles at the rocks, picks his way through the thorns, shouts hallelujah at the good soil, and just keeps on sowing confident that there's enough seed to go around, that there is plenty, and that when the harvest comes at last, it will fill every barn in the neighborhood to the rafters," End quote. My pastor read that quote on Sunday, and I thought about how much of life is a choice to fling or not to fling. Will we be extravagant with the love we've been given? Or will we hold ourselves back because of fear? The chance that all our flinging might not make a difference or that we'll be hurt in the process. Quote, an abundant imagination feeds courage. My pastor, Michael Redzina, said, there is more than just one shot. There are seeds showering down all around us, he said. I needed to hear that Sunday. There are days when the needs of my kids, and especially the needs of my child with disabilities, feels like it's more than I can give for another day. My exhaustion is high and the risk of scarcity seems more real than my attempt at an abundant imagination. But, Imagine a God who showers on us opportunity after opportunity of faith, of transformation, of meaning. And what if we choose to be people who live, as Ronald Rollheiser says, quote, in the flow of God's life? What if we become people who live with extravagant generosity? On Monday morning, Ace and I got back in the car blasting Elmo songs, and trekking the miles to his appointment, and I didn't feel like there was any clarification that this was exactly the right thing for Ace. What I knew, though, was a kind of generosity of spirit, that doing this with him, giving him this opportunity, was exactly what the sower would do. Seeds scattered everywhere, seeds showering down extravagance. A slow practice. This week's practice is to remind yourself of God's generosity toward not only you, but the human beings all around you. How do we grow our abundant imagination? How do we live in the quote flow of God's life? This is not a prayer practice for your quiet place. This is a prayer practice where you need to get out into the world, into the city, into a store, into public transportation, into a coffee shop, but wherever you go, go with five minutes to be alone and quiet, even as you're among others. Maybe you can show up somewhere five minutes early, find yourself a seat, and pay attention. Your goal in this practice is to allow yourself to see the people around you and imagine the love God has for them, the seeds showering down. Remember not to be creepy, you don't need to stare. Just let yourself acknowledge the belovedness of each person in the coffee shop, each person on the subway around you. Pray you are loved or something like it silently in your mind as you pass each stranger on the sidewalk. Imagine the sower casting seeds everywhere and allowing you to be part of all that love and all that grace. And when you're ready to be done, thank God for the seeds that were cast toward you and the ones that took root. Honor the gift of that love with gratitude. Let's end with this prayer. Holy and reckless one, fill me with love so abundant that I offer it freely for the sake of the world. Amen. Thanks for being here. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here is a way of refusing to conform with the culture around us. And look at us. We're making space for a fuller vision of ourselves and others, making space for wisdom, making space for love. That, friends, is no small thing. Big thanks to Jason Boyette for designing our Slowly graphic. Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at Boyette.substack.com. And in addition to my free newsletter at Substack, I offer a paid subscription to a more lighthearted newsletter, The Slow Seven, where you can receive a fun descriptive list of the seven things I'm thinking about reading, or generally delighting in, which I attempt to send out twice a month. Double underline did at Micah Boyette.substack.com. You can follow me on Instagram and now on threads like the rest of the people at Micah Boyette. And you can now pre-order my new book, Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole, which is available wherever you buy books. Pre-ordering is an amazing way to support my work because it shows book carriers that my book is worth investing in. It can shape the course of how the book will sell when it actually gets released. I hope you'll consider clicking on the link in the show notes and supporting me in that way. Thanks so much, friends. Thanks for being here with me. I'll be right back here with you next week. And I hope you'll be here too.